Hey, what's going on? This is Strange Talk with Doc, and I am your host, Doc. Hope that you're having a great day. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but mostly we're going to wrap up some sports and some just the biggest news that happened over the weekend. And I'm going to name this show. You got a mouthful of cuts, and you're forced to eat a lemon soaked in vinegar. And what are you getting at, Doc? This is the story of most black people born in America. We are born with a mouthful of cuts and our lives is this lemon that is soaked in vinegar and you don't have a choice. You have to eat it no matter what. And do you know what a lemon soaked in vinegar is going to do to your taste buds? So it's going to force people to go out of their way to find pacifiers to comfort themselves. I'm not making excuses, nor will I make excuses for drug use? Will I make excuses for abuse? Will I make excuses for selling out, going along to get along? But these are some of the reasons why. It's to take that vinegar, lemon-soaked vinegar, out of your mouth, that taste out of your mouth that this country seems to always want you to have. From the time you get that pacifier, that's what it is. That bottle was filled with that. And that is black man and black woman's story here in America. Not that we don't one day taste champagne and strawberries and grapes and beautiful taste, but we have to also live with that lemon soaked vinegar. It's just the truth. We got 200,000 COVID deaths in the United States of America, 6.8 million cases, 31.2 million cases worldwide and 959,000 deaths. That is outlandish. So the CDC cannot afford to make mistakes like they did on Friday by stating that this disease is airborne and then retracting on Monday saying that they made a mistake to publish those recommendations. I mean, this cannot happen. This is stuff that Trump can use as fodder against the CDC world health organizations, and we just cannot have it. Think about this. We had a party in Massachusetts with 60 teens and their parents, and nobody was social distancing or wearing masks. And now that particular school in Massachusetts, this high school, has to now go to remote learning. They were going to have this bridge-type learning you know, one week on, one week off, three days on, something to that nature. But now they are forced to go to remote learning because they blew it. People are constantly blowing it, blowing it with this COVID. COVID is not a fucking joke. I don't understand it. I never will understand it. I don't understand how people can go about this and say, this is fake. Why would billion dollar businesses not be running as they normally would? Why are you not seeing people in the stands at the NBA, the NFL, colleges are not playing sports because it's a joke, because it's, 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 it's fun for them to lose money? This is built-in revenue that they are almost guaranteed the NCAA, MLB, soccer, UFC, movie theaters. And they are throwing away millions upon millions. Now we would say billions of dollars because somebody wants to have a very long April Fool's joke? No, you got to wake up and get with the program. And the program is to do what's right. 
Okay. And I'm going to send my best wishes to the people that have to deal with Tropical Storm Beta. I know once again, man, this thing is coming. I hope that you're fine. I hope that you don't lose your livelihood. I hope you don't lose your life, your businesses, your job. I wish you the very best. Anybody who can hear me that has to deal with Tropical Storm Beta, I hope that this thing comes through like a feather. I don't want it to be a brick to you. I want it to come past you as though it was a feather. So that's about the only thing that I could say about that. So Trump received this package from this woman with resin in it. You know, this poison. It was intercepted by the Secret Service, so they were doing their job. I don't wish that type of thing on anybody. You are not going to stick. Strange Talk with Doc is a hate show, a show that wishes harm, death against anybody. But this woman was found. She was found near the U.S.-Canadian border. The only thing that shocks me is that there have been very few cases of people trying to do Trump any kind of harm. But this is one of those cases, and the law stepped in. She has been apprehended, and she'll have to deal with the court system. She will have to pay the crimes that she wanted to perpetrate. So be careful about what you do and what you say. Like I said, I speak about Trump and his administration here a lot. And there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. I wouldn't do this podcast in this day and age, in this climate, if I didn't have the heart, the balls, the wherewithal to speak up about some of the ills in society. Everything's not a joke. I'm not Dave Chappelle. I'm not here to just make a joke. I don't really have that skill set. But I don't also back any form of hate. I don't care what group it goes to, even his supporters. I don't wish hate upon him. I don't wish death upon him. I don't wish destruction upon him. I wish that the system, I guess I'm a fool. I wish that the system would finally work in the way that it was shaped and built. Okay, I know that it was shaped and built to be this way, but I'm talking about the ideals behind it. The falsehood, I wish the falsehood could be switched, juxtaposed, and actually, instead of it being for bad, it'd be for good. But that's, you know, I, I'm a dreamer. I'm a dreamer. So South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham, he says with full confidence, he believed that Trump has the right and the votes to rush through a Supreme Court pick. He said this in an interview yesterday, and right now the front runner is this lady, Amy Coney Barrett. So it seems like he says he has two women running up uh, for the Supreme Court um, seat, and it looks like Amy Barrett is the leader so far. But we'll see how she, what happens if she gets vetted. Uh, what's her story? I have not done a lot of background on her, and as the information comes out, I will keep you abreast of what I hear, but I won't run on rumors and I will not run on gossip. It has to be something that's concrete that I can look at and vet myself, do my due diligence and say from more than one, two or three credible sources, this seems to be what I can ascertain about this woman. Because I just don't want to make a, a, a blank statement and fly off the cuff. I don't I don't think that it, it does me any good to me and my reputation 
to just fly off the handle about certain situations when I'm not well versed in them. I actually did a show on that not too long ago. How much are you willing to gamble of your reputation, your livelihood on things that you don't fully know? So I make sure that I know a little about the subject before I start spouting off my mouth on it. So Trump has had a bunch of rallies. Now in Minnesota, he said this foolishness. You have good genes. You know that, right? You have good genes. A lot of it is about the genes, isn't it? Don't you believe the racehorse theory? You think you're so different? You have good genes in Minnesota. Now, he's talking to a mostly white crowd. Would he ever say that in a group that was diverse? Would he ever say that in a group that was mixed, mostly black, to talk about their genes? Your genes don't give you automatically any uh, sense of... uh, smarts, education. It doesn't give you any determination. It's your genes. It's what makes you what you are. It might give you heart disease before it gives you intelligence. So, but you know what, Trump, this is Trump. Then he asked him, are you having a good time with your refugees? You know, the man is now, we're back in 2016 again, 2015, where he is just being an out-and-out racist. He doesn't give a fuck, and the people cheer him. The people cheer him. Then, also, to these same people in Minnesota, he tells them Lincoln was getting beat a lot by Robert Robert E. Lee. They want to rip down his statues all over the place. He would have won except for Gettysburg's. These were incredible things. Trump is out there praising the general who fought on the side of slavery. The president of the United States is praising the general who fought to break up the Union and who supported slavery. This is the supposedly, for those of y'all who still back him, this is supposed to be the president for all the people of the United States of America. Not just the section that believes in racist ideology. Then he says, we have to stop the radical indoctrination of our students and restore patriotic education to our schools. We will teach our children to love our country. It sounds like Hitler and Nazi youth. We're going to reprogram your children not to even believe that slavery was per se a bad thing or women not having rights was a bad thing. We are going to give them a brand new doctrine, which is insane. You shouldn't be indoctrinizing any children. You should be teaching them. You should give them a pro and a con and let them weigh it out. Let them balance a scale. History is history. It is a true story of things that have already happened. So why can't we ride with that? And to this country can fully say We have some embarrassment moments in our history, and I don't want to leave out the Native Americans because they were shitted upon. Their land was taken. They were destroyed. Reservations still exist in 2020 at subhuman standards for the most part. We have almost pushed them to the side where they don't even matter. So we cannot say history should be revisited and, uh, reversed to the side that's winning now. 
so that it sounds good and it doesn't sound as painful. You know what? There are drug addicts in this world who are now CEOs of corporations, but they used to lay in gutters. And the strength that they got to become CEOs and business owners and good fathers and husbands is maybe because of laying in that gutter and saying to themselves, I don't want to be that person anymore. And I'm going to do everything in my power to get away from being that person. And they became this new good person. So what is he talking about, man? You don't you don't fix the past by ignoring it or acting like it never happened. That's insane. You know. Then he said it was a beautiful thing when the NSNBC reporter, Ali Vesey, was shot by rubber bullets while he was protesting in Minnesota. This is the press. The president should never be happy, not only any regular citizen, but a member of the press just out there doing their job is shot by a rubber bullet because they were involved or near peaceful protests. We are so out of whack, man. Peaceful protest is a bad thing. Yeah, come down on those who root. Come riot. Come down on those who burn and destroy and wreck other people's businesses that they build up. But people who are being peaceful and the biggest and strongest weapon they have is maybe a sign or a microphone or a cell phone. No, you do not come down upon them. So yesterday in Toledo, Ohio, he says that COVID virtually affects nobody who is young and American. So COVID now has the ability to determine if you are an American, a real American as opposed to a fake American. Because he said also, he's loved by the women in the suburbs because they don't want projects built next to their houses. I mean, you know what? There are black people, Hispanic people, Asian people. There are all kinds of people who live in the suburbs and they have different views. There's, they don't have just this one lockstep thought. Do some of them, do, does anybody want rapists, pedophiles? Killers living next door? No, people in the ghetto don't really want them next door, but they're going to live somewhere. And who is building all these? I've not yet heard of projects after projects after project buildings being built in suburban America. So we have this interim chief of police, Robert Snyder. He said he is going to declare a state of emergency into further notice because Monday, the Kentucky Attorney General, Daniel Cameron, has said that he will finally announce his decision about whether to charge the officers in the Breonna Taylor case. So they're already boarding up buildings in Kentucky, which sends a message to the people of Kentucky to the black people of America, it sends a clear message. I don't think that if he's going to charge Brianna Taylor's killers, these officers who killed her, they would be boarding up buildings because those people are not going to go out and cause any damage. But because it seems like he's automatically saying, I'm not charging anybody, he wants to be prepared. The chief of police wants to be prepared when he drops the bomb that, you know what, we didn't find any wrongdoing, you know. Now, let's not forget the AG, Kentucky AG Daniel Cameron, 
also spoke at a Trump rally. So we cannot trust Mr. Cameron to do the right thing because, you know what, that's the problem with the people that's associated with Donald J. Trump. It's not only that they're associated with him and they won't call him out on any wrongs. They just don't seem to ever want to do what is considered right. Pope Francis shocked the shit out of me this week. He reassured the parents of the LBGQT community that their children are also loved by God. And when was the last time that you've actually heard a religious figure, especially one of the heights of Pope Francis, even mention them and the word love in the same sentence? And to say something that's beyond uh, foolishness to begin with, sure, they're loved. They're human beings. And if there is a God, a creator, who is nothing but love, he would love all of his children. He would know that we have this, that, and the other. Who lives in this glass house where they could throw a stone because a man loves a woman or a woman loves a woman or a man loves a man? Does that make me better than them because I am a heterosexual man? No, it does not necessarily make me better than them. It's the character and the content of my life that makes me better than somebody or makes somebody worse than me because of how they conduct themselves, but not because of your sexuality. I mean, unless it's criminal, we know what's right and we know what's wrong. We already spoke about them. Pedophiles are low brow, beyond low brow. That is a form of subhuman behavior. I don't even think it's fixable, personally. So Iran is throwing threats at us. They're revolutionary God because General Hassan Salaman was uh, killed by the drone in January. So now he's threatening everybody that's been involved with this killing, this drone attack, that they're going to do damage. I mean, it, it, Iran raises his head out of the sand every once in a while, just like North Korea, and they, they make idle threats. and. I mean, not to say that Iran is not a danger. Sure, it's a danger. Um, anytime that you have somebody who hates you so much, and when they hate America, they hate the flag, they hate the people, they hate our lifestyle, they hate the fact that that woman that you're dating or married to, she can wear shorts. She can show, show her knees without a whole fucking village going insane because a book told them that if a woman shows her knees, a man can't handle himself, which I think is really crazy. Now, I'm going to take a quick break right here, and we're going to get to some sports people, okay? So just... If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Well, let me explain. It is free, people. They have creative tools that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, which will make your life a lot easier. And this way it can be heard on Spotify, Apple, and many other apps that play podcasts. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Just go to the free Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm online to get started, and you can thank me later.
Thank you for sticking through the commercial. I appreciate you. This is Strange Talk with Doc, and I'm Doc. And we're going to get back to, like I said, we're going to start talking some sports. But before I get to sports, I did listen to Big Sean's Detroit 2 CD. I said I didn't have time to do it the other day, so I took some time yesterday morning and I listened to the CD. And he has a song on there, Why Would I Stop? I like that song. I thought that was a pretty good song. He also had a song on the album called Wolves, but I wish he would have came harder core on this song, Wolves. When you are talking about being a wolf, you have to describe it in a manner that's not like gentle. It can't be sheep. So I thought that it was uh, only okay, this song. And Harder Than My Demons, I enjoyed that song a lot. But after that, I kind of lost steam on this big Sean Detroit 2 CD. First of all, he had three, what you would call, I don't even know what you would call them, clips. One was by David Chappelle talking for about two and a half minutes. Another one was by Erica Badu talking for about two and a half minutes. And then a third one was by Stevie Wonder talking for two and a half minutes. If you have 13 tracks on the CD and you spend six minutes of it just with talk, by people who are not even doing any music, this is what you can now sell to the general public? I mean, this is what you give your fans when you have time, energy to work on a CD, you put three bits on one? So I have to give this a thumbs down. But like I said, I am going to rock with Harder Than My Demons. I even like the concept of being harder than your demons. So my New York Yankees, Went on a 10-game winning streak that ended two games ago because now they're on a two-game losing streak. But it was fun while it lasted. And I'm hoping that the Yankees have turned this corner where they can now become a viable playoff team, a team that actually fights to go to the World Series because it was looking bleak beforehand. So go Yankees, go. Love you. The Mad Scientist. Bryson DeChambeau has won his first major, the U.S. Open. He won it at Wingfoot this weekend. And I congratulate him because he's unorthodox and he seems to do things in his own way, manner, and style. And having been around enough people recently who like, love, talk, golf, uh, everybody wants to fix somebody. And see, Bryson DeChambeau is a guy that you can clearly see is so unorthodox that he does things that most people would never teach their students to do. But he is a, a I mean, he is a major winner now at the age of 27. So his brokenness in other people's eyes works fine for him. And we need to learn to respect that in other people. You know what? Every golfer is not going to have that beautiful swing like a, a Dustin Johnson. I mean, I, I've been to the driving range and I, I was at the driving range one time and a young man, I guess he was around that height, 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", white guy, thin, built like Dustin. And boy, it was like he was trying to copy everything from Dustin's walk to Dustin's swing. And I'm like, he's not even playing golf. He's not even practicing golf for himself. Because he has it in his mind that Dustin is perfect and he is not, so he can't be himself. So 
I will always root for people like Bryson because they're different. They do it their way, and I appreciate it. So the Lakers went up two zip over the Nuggets. Anthony Davis hit this last second shot. And uh, I don't think the series is over yet, people. I really don't think it's over. I think that the Nuggets are going to push him. Think about it. It could have been 1-1 if he missed that shot. Denver pushed him to the final seconds. And their next game is two tonight, 9 p.m. And I'm I'm saying I think the Lakers are going to win the series without a doubt. But I think they might have to go to six, which would at least push them a little bit. So the Heat are up 2-1 over the Celtics, and their next game is Wednesday. I think that over the long haul, the Celtics have the ability to beat the Heat. I just think that they have more offensive power. But Brad Stevens has to coach better, and everybody on the Celtics has to show up. Every one of those young guns must show up. And I, this might be a seven-game series. I see the Celtics eking this out in game seven. And so I'm looking at old-school L.A. and Boston in the finals. But, you know, I'm ahead of myself. But this is part I'm talking sports, so I got to make some predictions as I go. The Bears beat the Giants 17-13. And Saquon Barkley got hurt. I mean, I feel bad for the young man. He's in a contract year. I don't know where this is heading. So Daniel Jones, once again, has less than full staff. I don't see a good season for the Giants. They are really going to struggle, especially since their key member, that offense is hurt. He should have been good for 12, 1,300 yards rushing and maybe another eight, nine to 1,000 yards catching. So they're in bad shape. The Cowboys pulled off a miracle win against the Falcons. The onside kick was ridiculous that the Falcons allowed to happen. The Cowboys were iffy at best. That defense is not to be trusted. I don't know, man. It's a rough ride being a Cowboy fan. Green Bay beats the Vikings 42-21. The Lions have not really shown up to me. I don't know what's going on with Stafford and them. And Green Bay is sneaky good, man. I'm going to tip my hat. They are sneaky good. The Titans beat the Jags 33-30, which was a more entertaining game than I thought it would be. Mishu was a good quarterback. Henry, as you know, is already a good running back. I think the Titans are going to be a pretty good team coming down the road. The Colts beat the Vikings 28-11. I cannot even express to you how disappointed I am in the Minnesota Vikings. I think the Minnesota Vikings are like stuck in quicksand and they don't seem to know what to do. I think the Zimmer, I don't know how he can motivate them to play better because they have some weapons there. And they let Rivers and the Colts basically manhandle them the whole game. The Bills beat the Dolphins 31-28. The Dolphins are going to be competitive all year, and the Bills are better than people give them credit. Josh Allen has started this season off very damn good, and I tip my hat to Josh Allen. I like him. The 49ers beat up on the Jets 31-13, but they lost Garofalo. They lost Bosa, and Bosa, if I'm not mistaken, MCL or ACL, so he might be out for quite a while. And Garofalo, high ankle sprain, we're talking three to four weeks. But they may be able to rely on that running game, even though I think they also won, lost one of their running backs, Mosat. So let's see how, how that works there. But they still have those other two backs. 
The Rams beat the Eagles. The Eagles are way overrated, way overrated team. Carson Wentz is not playing good football at this particular time, and the Rams are not as good as 0-2. I mean, 2-0. I don't think. I think the Rams come down to earth as the season go progresses. I just don't think that they that good a team. But Carson Wentz, I don't know what the issue is. I don't. I mean, either he's hurt when they need him. Well, he's playing bad, and the Eagles have never been that team that should be maybe dominating the AFC East when Washington stinks, Dallas is iffy, and the Giants stink. It does not make sense. So, like I said, the Steelers beat the Broncos 26-21. Uh, it was good to see Connor out there running hard and feeling good. I like Connor. I mean, from where he's come and to where he's at is you know, blessed the man. But, you know, Ben did his thing. But the Broncos don't have a lot of offense. And they did They did also lose uh, luck uh, to start the game, the uh, starting quarterback. So what you going to do? The Broncos beat the Panthers. Buccaneers, what am I talking about? The Buccaneers beat the Panthers 31-17. McCafferty is hurt. I mean, the man... They overwork him. I don't see the Panthers. I mean, if I was in Vegas, I'd be betting against the Panthers for maybe the next two or three weeks, no matter who they play. Well, that's not true. Unless they're playing the Jets or the Giants, I would be betting against them because I don't think they have really much of anything. And we expected Tampa Bay to start turning the corner. It was nice to see Brady hitting Mike Evans. I mean, this is a big target. This is a good target, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL right now, and you got to use him. And maybe he'll start working Gronk into that offense as time goes on. But he had to feed the big dog just so that he don't lose the team. And that was good coaching. That was very good coaching on their part to make your star wide receiver happy. Now, the Cardinals beat Washington 30-15. The Cards are a good little team, man. Kyler Murray, for all you do for the small running uh, quarterback, I appreciate you because there are going to be other people who are going to be getting opportunities at colleges. There are going to be other quarterbacks getting opportunities in high school, and there's going to be smaller quarterbacks getting more opportunities in the NFL because a man your size can do it. See, we, we, we judge so much on size alone. Sometimes people don't see the talent you have because they only look at your size. But Washington, they might be a tough team also. I mean, they don't have a lot of weapons, but they've seen the first two games seem to play pretty hard. But the Cardinals are much better than them. And the Chiefs had to go to overtime to beat the Chargers, who had their rookie quarterback play because Tyrod Taylor got hurt. I mean... I still don't know the full news on this. They said he suffered a chest injury. What did he do? He was throwing balls and, he, and his chest tightened up. I mean, it sounds kind of iffy. It sounds like a way to put that rookie in and say, you know what? The job is his from now on. Now, the team that I think after KC is the best team in the whole NFL is the Baltimore Ravens, and they beat the Texans 33-16. And uh, that ball just rolls in Baltimore. They are an outstanding football team. They play hard defensively. They play hard offensively. 
I think that if they can keep this together, they might be a bigger threat to KC stopping them from going to the Super Bowl than we give them credit for because that offense just clicks. It Jackson is masterful at what he does because he scares the shit out of you if he's going to run and he's got pretty good pinpoint accuracy. Sunday night, you had the Seahawks play the Pack Panthers. I mean, the Patriots. And that score was 35-30. You know, Russell does what Russell does and Cam does what Cam does. I mean, did they go to the well one time too many with that same run and play? It seems like everybody agrees that they did. But it was good to see that they opened up that offense a little for Cam. He can't just run the Carolina Panthers offense in New England and expect to win week after week. But I think that Cam has proved to everybody that he is back. He is an NFL top-level quarterback. And if you're a fan of the Patriots, you should be pretty happy. Last night, we had the Raiders play the Saints, and the Raiders won 34-24. The Raiders are good, people. The Raiders are good. Do not sleep on the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders is a good football team, and I, I like what I see so far. I even like how Derek Carr, I mean, they got these young wide receivers. They got this run, young running back. You got Gruden, who's a pretty good offensive coach. I think they would be fine. Now, Thursday night, you got the Dolphins are going to be playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think that this is going to be not it's not going to be a bad game. I think Fitzmagic can do anything. He could put a couple of points on the board. Mishu is a very good quarterback. So this, you know, it's a home state battle type thing. I expect this to be at least an entertaining game, even though Thursday night games for the most part kind of suck. But if I had to pick, I'm going to pick Jacksonville to win this game. Now, before I get out of here, I do have to bring up that the UFC did have a card this weekend. The Covington versus Woodley fight. Now, it seems like Tyron Woodley suffered some form of injury in that fifth round. I don't know if it's really due to Colby Covington or did Tyron just pull a muscle or a rib himself. But I thought Covington acted as though he did something like as though he devastatingly knocked him out. And that's false. And he's going to ride with that because in this Trump day and him being a Trump fan, that's the way it goes. Now, I think Woodley, I hate the fact that his sometimes his lack of aggression is a mother effer, man. I really despise it. But on the whole, I thought this was a pretty dynamite card. Donald Cerrone and Nico Price was very good. Johnny Walker and Ryan Spahn, even though it didn't last long, that was a very good fight. And McKenzie, McKenzie Dern put on a BJJ clinic, you know, to let you know that she's got the goods, man. She's a dangerous young lady. And I think it behooves people to not try to take this woman to the ground, because if you do, it could be deadly for you down there. Now, this is Strange Talk with Doc, and I've been your host, Doc. Well, I've not been your host. It's not like I'm going to change and become somebody different next week. And I'll be back Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can call in, find all my information listed on my website. Just go to the bottom 
where you hear this broadcast, and there should be a link to my website. You can go there. You can come up with a subject matter if you like. You could tell me what you think about the show. You could tell me what you thought I was dead wrong on or what I might have been 100% right. Uh, if you want to come on and debate something, my airways is always open. I'm not scared to speak to anybody. That's, I mean, I think it's foolish to be scared to speak. Don't, the worst thing that happens is I learn something, which is a great thing. And I appreciate you listening in. I appreciate your time, your energy, and your effort. And I'm going to tell you like I tell you each and every time, people, peace to you and peace to yours.